I think we are finally, finally ready to record on a day where everything tried to go against us didn't work because guess what? Guess where you are? Guess you know where you are. You're at my safe word is more. My name is Al Jackson and I am joined by the one and only, the lovely, the talented, the super dope Corinne Kaplan. Corinne, how are you? I'm wonderful. Yes. I have lots of good stories for you because I am coming off of <clears throat> my birthday week. It sounds like it. You sound yeah, like an I old like... <laughs> an older woman at the end of a dive bar. Like you yeah. young kids, you 22 year old kids, you don't know anything. You ain't never been with a woman like me. So I, I honestly, I, I, birthdays are the worst days. I hate, I hate like. <laughs> I think the, Biggie said that by the yeah, way. <laughs> yeah, obviously <laughs> I did not come up with that. Um, I really, really, really do not enjoy turning older. I didn't even really enjoy it when I was younger and you kind of like, you're like, oh, I'm going to be 21. I was like, mm, I'm already drinking. And so, um, I, I was turning a big number and I am not happy about it. And I tried to kind of get off scot-free and my little brother was like, no, 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 I'm going to fly in. And so I, I'll kick it off with this, this Your brother story. who I met and I love Yeah. He's yes. wonderful. Um, so I, we decided my, my friend Michelle was going to throw me like, you know, not throw me a party cause I'm not, I'm way past that age, but she was like, can we please do something for your birthday? And I was like, I will go to the rodeo. And so we went to the National Western Livestock Show, which is, I've already been. It goes on for two weeks and I go multiple times. And it is a big deal here in Denver. It is the biggest deal. It's the best thing that we do. Would that, you say it's our Kentucky Derby? Yes, I definitely would. Okay. Um, and if you don't know this, I, this is where I bought my alpaca several years ago. <laughs> and so every time I go, my parents, most of my friends are like, oh, like, don't buy anything because that's like my move. Um, so I feel anyway, like you learned your lesson on that one. That's yeah. the one I think that that stuck with you. I mean, here's the thing. I'm going to say this and this is going to sound heartless, but it's true. I have no real emotional connection to this alpaca. Um, I just like think it's fun to have. I'd love to trade it. Like I went during the alpaca night and there was smaller, cuter alpacas, full grown. And I just would like to trade him out, but you just can't do that. So uh, just this, like you would a Civic, just yeah. going to be like, can I get the 2023? The three-year lease is up. Yes. I want a new version. Okay, I'm done. Um, and I have never bonded with him. He doesn't like me. And so I would really like to trade up. And I'd actually like, like, I would love, I really like pygmy goats. Like, I'd love to just, like change lanes with the animal altogether. Um, funny enough, I was at my primary care doctor today and she wa always wants to see the holiday card. And if you don't know this, I do like a very staged holiday card every year. This year, he was dressed as me and I was dressed as him. <clears throat> so anyways, she the asked alpaca, me to be Correct. clear, not your doctor. I dressed as an alpaca. He dressed as me. He ended up just looking like he was wearing a toupee. Um, I'm happy to throw this on our Instagram page. Um, but nevertheless, she asked me, she goes, uh, I, I told her it's really cheap. My alpaca costs $75 a month, which is insane because that's like what it costs to kennel a dog for a night, right? You know, with muffin and the steaks yes. no. and all the things. <laughs> So she said to me, she goes, but what about his health care? Like what the vet visit? I go, oh, if he gets sick, he dying. There's no, <laughs> we're, we're I don't care. We're keeping a real 1840s yeah. out here. <laughs> yeah. He's livestock, dude. So um, nevertheless, we go to the rodeo and here's, here's the, the, the story that I'm, I'm going to tell you. So when, when I was in LA two weeks ago, my best friend, Matt is a huge Beyonce fan. And so even though she's been like putting off her tour and canceling tour dates for like a year now, he has been quietly, um, successively buying merch for the tour. Yes. And so of the things that he bought, I know he's insane. So when I was there visiting him, he's like, so I got you some matching merch for the tour. And I was like, you know, I don't, I don't like Beyonce as much as you do. I like Jay-Z a lot. Right. <laughs> Beyonce. So anyways. 
They are teeny tiny little cow cowgirl hats in silver. They say Renaissance for the Renaissance tour on it. Um, I'm going to show you a picture of exactly what I'm talking about. It looks like I'm wearing okay, a nipple. Yes. I will also put this picture up. So I look ridiculous, right? It's a, t a tiny, tiny. It's a very strange. Photo. It's a hat that you'd put on a chihuahua at best. Okay. Yes. So when we're entering the rodeo. <laughs> like a chihuahua that's turning like 22 yeah. oh, years old. That That's the kind of, by the way, Corinne just got her. Uh, <laughs> Her beautiful cable knit sweater caught on the mic and then yelled at the mic like any good mom. Look yeah. what you made me do. Now give me another scotch. Exactly. Yeah. So, all right. So, okay. I decide. So when we're doing the livestock part, I was just, I didn't have the hat on. But then we're walking to the rodeo and I put the tiny hat on and all of my friends were like, oh God. And I was like, this is so fun. I walk in and immediately forget that I'm wearing the hat and run into a guy that I used to date. <laughs> and I mean, I went on like Proving two, his parents, right? <laughs> yeah. I went on like two dates with him and it just like fell off. Um, I thought like, so looks wise, I would say he's top five best looking humans in Denver. He's beautiful. He's really, really good looking. I don't know the personality wise we clicked super well, but he's so hot. And like, here's the problem, Al. He was so clearly like he even outright said, like, I am looking for a relationship. I would like to see you multiple times a week. Wow. And like, you know me, if it's if it's not six red flags, Magic Mountain, I'm not interested. <laughs> so like I kind of ran in the other direction. Anyways, I see him and he's like, how, how are you? And he was like, and I'm like, good, good. And he's like, is is a is a special occasion. And I was like, not really. I mean, it was my birthday this week, but, and I, I just didn't realize this whole time I'm talking to him with this <laughs> stupid tiny hat on my head. And so, um, <clears throat> he ended up texting me while we were at the rodeo and he's like, Hey, are you doing anything after we've been wearing that <laughs> ridiculous hat? <laughs> and I was like, Oh, I didn't realize <laughs> I was walking around like that. Cause I, you don't think you're going to see somebody, you know, at the rodeo. That's <laughs> a big event. Yeah. You're a, you're a known public figure. You should assume somebody that you know, or somebody that knows you is going to see you. Now, here's the thing that you didn't, didn't think about. Let's, let's go on another timeline. Mm. He texts you at the rodeo. Mama's had a few drinks. Yeah. Mama's like top five, most beautiful. Maybe <laughs> we'll give this one more run. You guys, have your situation, but he's like, keep the hat you on. have to have the hat on. <laughs> it's the only way I can perform. Or I, I put the hat after sex on his little penis. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's, hey, if you can it's do that, little, he's all right. I don't yeah. know. I've never seen it, but he's like six, five. So I think this will, this hat would be now, small as well. You there. also said something. You always mm -hmm. say things that made me think of questions I haven't really thought of. When you say that you guys were dating, you said two, two No, days. no, no. That's wrong. That's a misnomer. We spoke for probably two weeks where he was like texting me every day. And during that time we went out twice. Um, he is such a nice human. Like he took me, most of the dates I go on are like, I'll meet them for a drink. I've picked the place. I've planned the date. Like it's, nobody's really working very hard. He, on the <laughs> other hand was like, um, I know that you really like wildlife. And so I am, I do a lot of bird watching and I, I want to take you to Rocky mountain arsenal wildlife park. And then I thought afterwards, since you like mezcal, I'm going to take you to this great Mexican restaurant that has mezcal. And so we were early, like, Can I still call this guy. Yeah. <laughs> so we were early and he goes, he has a fishing boat and he's like, I know you want us to learn to fish. We're near a bass pro shop. Would you like me to take you in there and kind of like show you around, like how you, how you would go about. And he was so kind and so patient. And throughout the entire date, he was like, I just don't understand how you're single. I don't know how, how anybody would break up with you ever. And I was like, oh, I could give you an entire list of references of people that decided I was very breakupable. With. I think that turns you off when somebody says that to you. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be honest. He, uh, see, I, I, I am considering going back out with him. So I don't want to ruin my chances here. 
He does a lot of abbreviating, and I don't like that. On text or in? Both. Give me an example. Okay. I, in, in text messaging back and forth about the rodeo, I was like, oh, um, this rodeo clown is so cringy. Like, to me, the rodeo clown job is just, how is that still a job? It's so cringy. Whiskey. It's how yeah, it's still a job. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, the guy is in basketball shorts and like a neon green shirt and a cowboy hat and like just, it's all ridiculousness. And he wrote, well, you knew I grew up in Sodak, so I've been privy to lots of rodeo clowns. Like, it's South Dakota. Oh, he called it Sodak? No one calls it that. Oh, okay. But I will say <laughs> yeah, this in his see? defense, it is happening and it angers me too. You know what I'll see now is places that are trying to brand themselves. So they'll be like, uh, welcome to the, the Sobe apartments. And I'm like, do you mean South Broadway in Denver? Yeah. I, I, it's only Soho can really get away with yes. that. Uh, you know, it, it's like, you can't just, and by the way, Sobe is South beach. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not even what not... they're going for. <laughs> so I don't, yeah, I feel you. I just feel like, well, it's okay. Like, so now that I'm going know. all the way, I feel like, ugh. I'm going to say so. I, if this guy ends up that. listening, I think you're wonderful. And you sound like it. <laughs> but Way to yell it at him. I think you're wonderful. <laughs> I said it. Fine. You heard, do what do you mean to tweet it? So uh, I'm going to change his name slightly so as not to sell him out. But he also, when I first met him, I was like, oh, you know, your name is, is, is Dan. Do you go by Danny or Daniel? And he was like, his last name is Lewis. He goes, I, I generally go by D Lou. <laughs> Oh. I'm trying to remember the fake first name I just gave you. Yeah, you <laughs> and I was like, in. yeah, I was like, well, I won't be referring to you as that. So, like, he abbreviates a lot of things. Okay, but okay. and that uh, that rounds out all of the negatives. He's otherwise like an amazingly nice human with a good job and like a kind heart. And I made no effort to keep this ball in the air. But is this you know, a white guy or black guy? Wonderful question. Both. All right, there we go. <laughs> yeah. There goes the D loop. Yeah. All right. Yes. We're getting um, to the bottom of this case. Yeah, and weirdly, like when we went out on our first date, he was like, "I just want to really thank you for for taking a chance and going out with a, a black man." And I was like, "Are what? you?" I had the Portier. First of all, I was like, "I prefer those." But second of all, he's like the most. There's nobody that's not swiping right on this guy. He's a stunningly handsome man, and he made it seem like like I had like done charity work here. Like, he, oh my goodness, yeah, and like so he has like Come no. On, he doesn't have a high self esteem, I think, which is hot when you like you. They're hot, but they don't know they're hot. There you go. I know. I think you should, you know, take advantage of that. Well, if the tiny hat didn't ruin it, I might, I might bring you still, D. Lou you back. Texted you after the tiny hat. If you had mm -hmm. the tiny hat and you guys had a pleasant exchange, and then you were like, "Let me text him," and then he didn't text you back, we'd be spending another twenty minutes on yeah. the tiny hat. But the <laughs> tiny hat clearly just right. like it, you know what it did. It made you stand out as somebody trying to have fun and to see if people trying to be serious at a mm. at a rodeo show. It's like yeah, somebody's just having fun out here. This is oh. what's up. We were um, giggling about the hat during, we were trying to enter during the national anthem. And so I was just like kikiing with my friend, Michelle, like we got stuck in the galley, you know, you can't move when the national anthem, whatever. The bullpen part, yeah. Yeah, whatever. It's fine. And we had shitty seats. Um, and when we start going to the seats, all of a sudden I hear my friend, Michelle, like, oh, why don't you say that again? This guy was like, um, how are you going to talk during the national anthem? And I was like, this is a fully sold out rodeo. It's loud as shit in there. Like, it's not <laughs> like you could hear a pin drop when we were at a funeral. Like the fact that he, and he, he reprimanded her in front of his kids. And so she was like, she really wanted to do something about it, but right. the kids were there. So she was trying to like de-escalate. I, I mean, I don't know. It didn't feel like she was de-escalating, but she was, when we sat down, she's like, I'm gonna get up and say something again. I was like, let's not, let's not. It's, uh... He's with his tiny children. Um, <sighs> but anyways, that was beginning of birthday extravaganza. But what I wanted to say is that um, obviously I have like a real problem with aging. I, I've talked about that many, many times. Um, 
when I went to lunch with my best friend and my best friend's mother, who I grew up with, um, I got there first and the waitress came over to the table and I thought for sure, my best friend, Julie, I thought for sure, um, she's actually, she's the one that roofied me. We'll go back to the last episode. <laughs> she's a wonderful influence on my life. I thought for sure she had called ahead and told this this waitress to say this. Um, but she didn't, it turns out. So the waitress comes over and the waitress is young and very pretty, which has already got me set off. I'm already triggered, right? Already, like, oh, wait, give me the old bag waitress. We're looking like, at 12% at this yeah. point for the <laughs> yeah. So, but then she comes over and she she's she goes, Oh, are you know, do you want to wait for your friends to get here? I said, Yeah, they're you know, like five minutes out. She goes, You want a drink? And I'm like, let me look at the menu. And she comes back two more times and she's Did like, Did she flip the menu and say, you can order from this side now? <laughs> no, no, she did not. She did the opposite. She came back two more times and she's like, I'm so sorry. You are so captivating looking. She's like, how many people a day tell you, you look just like Charlize Theron? And I was like, absolutely no one in my entire life. And I was so certain Julie had paid her to say this to me because A, I don't look like Charlize B, that's the highest. <laughs> do I look like her in Monster? Is that what the name? <laughs> like, or do you mean you real like life? Halle Berry in Monster's yeah. Ball. Oh, not, what's the one where she plays the female serial killer? Monster. No, I think that's Halle Berry's one. No, Halle Berry was Monster's Ball. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I was right. Oh, that ambient rattled brain. So anyway, she tells me I look like Charlize and I am like, I thought for sure I was being punked. I don't look like Charlize. And then, so Julie and her mom sit down and I tell them, I was like, did you set, did you call them and say to say this? And Julie's like, no, I certainly didn't. And then Hillary, her mom's like, let me see a picture of Charlize. She's like, yeah, you kind of do look like her. I was like, all right, now I know everyone's just fucking with me. I mean, I think we have to do a side to side and, I mean, and see. I poor Charlize. I'm, so, I'm sorry, Charlize. No, I know that this you, is not. Corinne, so, you know you're attractive. I, I. I'm certainly not Charlize Theron attractive. Well, um, okay. I, mean, <laughs> I was like, okay, the, that's true. I'm not saying true. you're not her, but nobody is her. So that's like a weird thing. It's like, yeah. you can do a 360 dunk. Well, I'm not LeBron. Well, yeah, but you're still really good at basketball, <laughs> you know? So yes, that's sure. a good thing. Okay. Um, And so one other birthday story I will tell you is I was actually at one of my good friends going away parties. Um, and at said party, it was at Mile High Spirits, which if you don't live in the Denver area, which many, many people here are listening, do not. And that's fine. We are actually closing our doors. We are busy enough. We don't need anybody else moving here. That's Stay in your respective year. states. Um, in any case, we go to a Mile High and Mile High is my very favorite place to go trolling for youth. There's a lot of youth there. They're into older girls. I don't know why that is. Um, and it's, it's I feel like, like this is going to be being played back not by our listeners but in court <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's my killing zone um so when when, <laughs> when Jess wanted to have her going away party there I was like oh my god I can't believe someone else will go there because anybody I ask normally is like that's insane it is all 21 year olds and I'm like I don't mind that it's fine for me and I have to say that I, yes, I have high self-esteem, but like, I still am self-conscious about my age. And you'd think I wouldn't want to go somewhere with a bunch of young girls. But again, I've said it before, Denver, I'm sorry. You have very unattractive women here. It's, I don't, I mean, they all can't dress. They don't have good bodies. They're all tatted out the wazoo, like to a point where everyone looks the same because they all have the Conor McGregor tattoo and a sleeve. <laughs> so nobody stood out. I stand out because I don't have any tattoos. So anyways, I'm there and all night long, I'm looking, you know, all I do is skim for the tall, you know. There we go. Yeah. And um, I'm seeing nothing, <laughs> a lot of nothing. And uh, I'm thinking about leaving. So I call my lift. I go over to the bar to like put my drink down and kind of like figure out how many minutes till the lift is going to get there. 
And this guy comes over to me and you're not going to believe that this went down like this, but this is the pickup line that he used. He rolls over to me. He's very cute. And he has like lovely teeth and he smiles at me and he says, Hey, where did your son go to school? Maybe I know him. Oh. And I was like, what? I don't, what? And he's like, I'm old enough to be your son. Maybe you have a son and I know him. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? This is how the conversation this, started. This was the opener. This was his opener. And I was like, I don't have a kid. I don't like kids. And he's like, okay, okay. I just wanted to hit on you. And I, you're really beautiful, but you're older, obviously. And I was like, how obviously? And he's like, so I just thought it would be a fun pickup line because the chance of you having a kid that's my age is pretty high. And I was like, again, could you not say that? <laughs> so I was like, how old are you? And he's like, 23. And I was like, all right, my lift is about to be here. I look at him. I look at the amount of minutes to my lift. And I was like, do you want my number? <laughs> and, and he's like, like, yeah. That. So he hit me up and he asked me if I'd like to go out this week. And you said? I am open to it. This is, okay. Yeah. This is why it's just further proof it's a numbers game because that mm -hmm. line would not work on most people. That line almost didn't work on you, but it does go to my point overall in life. You just need Say to anything. get her to stop. Mm -hmm. That way they get a look at you. You get just the pure raw. I think they're attractive or I don't. And Hey, that took some balls to say that eh, kind of charming or gross. Stay away. But at least they stopped and looked at you. you so if you just tried the weird cat, calling. Yeah. That's, that's something else. That's something else. So if I may, I am a little different maybe from traditional ladies in that I really only care how tall and good looking you are. I don't care about much else. So he really could have said anything. It's just the fact that he's hot. I mean, I did not like that pickup line. If that pickup line came out of the mouth of an unattractive person, I might have slapped them. But this guy's it's hot. It's a slappable line. Yeah. It's a slappable line. Yeah. And that's how Good looking people skate through the world. They just don't know that like the things that they do get other people like when three hot girls cut in line at a nightclub and they're like, oh, sorry, are we standing here? I guess we are. Sorry, <laughs> fellas. That dudes are like, yo, we've been here two hours. All right. They don't understand that. Like if I tried that, mm -hmm. there would be ambulances yeah. in route, you know, like they just don't yeah. know. So like he'll never know that, that it's like, you know what I always tell chicks? You, you could be my mom's age. And then they come home with you, bro. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, no, nah, I, I mean, think that's your bag, bro. There was a moment, actually, where I was like, it's only 1.30. I can grab this guy, take him to my hot tub, do have my way with him. But I was like, you know what? I'm an old bitch. And I was tired. And I was like, I don't want to perform. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he's in queue. Okay. There yeah. we go. He's he's next up. But you see, the smarter thing would be to go back out with d and not this fetus but you why know, not both like a sulfur well, yeah i just i don't know i don't have that much time this week so we'll see one of them is getting through so whoever comes at me with a better plan i suppose all right my money's on also i can't say i it is definitely not helping my cause <laughs> talk about these things on the pocket but here's here's my thinking guys i realize that these things only last one to two weeks and by the time the podcast comes out i won't care what they think of me <laughs> That's the reality of it. Okay. So, um, <laughs> I, <laughs> you know, a, a lot of people, they will hear what you just said. And it's like, they'll be like, I would never say something like that, but they, they would never say, I've never thought that you say mm -hmm. the things that people think. And that's why I think you resonate because after a couple of weeks, but, but it doesn't matter that much because you might think, wow, 
I if you and I are kind of like for two weeks, oh, I had to ghost Corinne. You might be thinking I had to ghost Al. We're living our own lives. Mm-hmm. Everybody thinks that like if you leave, if you date somebody a couple of times and then you don't date anymore, like you walked away from them. That com- level of commitment isn't there yet yeah. on either side. And neither side, unless some words are said where there's a mutual agreement, like, hey, man, you know, we're not using a condom anymore. Let's like mm-hmm. have this combo. Right. Cool. But, you know, the idea that everybody's like a womanizer or like a, this, it's like some people are just like kind of casually hanging out with people for a, a little while. And sometimes you do it because you you're in Dallas uh, you know, for six weeks out of the year. You're not yeah. going to marry the dude or the girl. It's just like, that's how your life is right then. This is the perfect lead in because I got this message on Hinge and I was very upset about it. Um, I don't, you know, I thought the guy was cute. I don't remember at this point, like who liked who first or whatnot. Hey, wait, is Hinge the one with the rose you give someone? Yes, you can. I did not give him a rose. Okay. Um, that being said, this is the message that he sent me. So I should probably warn you that I'm mostly up to no good and in a season of fun, casual, and physical more than serious and exclusive. Figured I'd see how that lands and go from there. That did not land, sir. I mean, the idea that before you even met me, you're setting me up for, I'm going to be dating everybody. Right. And I hope you're game to just get in that mix. No. During COVID and just everything else that's going on. And also, it's super corny. If you go, sorry to tell you this, I'm a bit of a bad boy. Yeah. It's like, that's, if I, you're that guy, you don't know that you're a bad boy. That's just how you roll. And, and the, yes, of course, of course. And I, he wasn't, look, it, again, it's Denver. He's an average looking guy. I mean, he's, he's not, he's not, you know, knocking it out of the park in the first place. But like the idea that like, I'm fantastic and you almost got the chance to go on a date with me where you could have decided that even if you were dating lots of other people, I was the big winner, but you shot yourself in the foot. Now I'm not even going to go out with you. And I feel like if I did go out with somebody who said that, the presumption there is you, you have signed up for me to treat you terribly. That's not the presumption. That is the contract. That's what he's saying. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I mean, again, just like with the ridiculous pickup line, you're like, absolutely not. You're telling me if he sends that to a hundred women, Nine aren't going to be like, yeah, that's how I'm living too. Or I, mean, I want to be a sub or whatever yeah, kind of situation. Perhaps he finds somebody else who's fresh off a divorce that wants to have fun or whatever he's selling here. I don't know. Mm. Um, it you ain't me talk though. About fresh off divorce fun. <laughs> oh man, I, uh, I know. What if I never get to experience that kind of joy? It's fresh off divorce joy. I don't. I don't get fresh off di- divorce fucking. <laughs> I gotta get married for that to happen. It's fresh off divorce fun is so fun for the first two weeks. And then you just realize if you are a person that is honest about whatever your current situation is, that you are the sad divorced dad that's in every movie where it's like, hey, we're partying now. All the chicks are out. I'm away from Lisa. She can't hold me down anymore. And you look and as see, cute Karen can be at a 21 year old bar. If I roll in there, I feel like I'm a good looking dude for my age bracket. But like, I'm not super young. I'm not joy of being black. Yeah. Thank God for that. But (laughs) if I roll into a 21 year old club, like you'll be able to tell because that means that their kids way closer to my daughter's age. Yeah. So like Uh, my imaginary son. (laughs) Right. Exactly. (laughs) Your your imaginary son's in there. And I feel like that's when you look sad and there's got to be a moment. When the bartender calls you sir or something, uh-huh. and you're like, oh, yeah. Someone I'm, says, excuse me. I got me, divorced dad energy. Well, I will tell you this kudos to Jess and all of our friends that came out. All our friends were twerking on the dance floor, like clearing the dance floor out. Um, none of us really gave a shit. I, I'm a terrible dancer, but I got in the mix. Did you twerk? 
you know, I don't, I don't, it's more of an Elaine style dancing. Like mm-hmm. everyone else was twerking. I was trying to keep up. The fun part is like that particular place plays a lot of our era music, like a lot of 2000s and like late 90s, like remixed shit. Okay. So I know the words to almost everything. So, you know, if you're not good at dancing, but you like can do a lyric. Give me an example of a song we would hear there. Well, everything from like, like old Jay-Z, you know. White white album, black album. I always screw this up because they had the overlay with the Beatles. White Beatles has the white album. album. He has the black album. So they yeah they mix it together. Yeah, that was my favorite. Um, but like lots of mashup stuff and lots of. I mean, they'll go from like Shania Twain to, um, you know, to Nirvana to like, but they'll have it like mixed up just for fun that out of dancing and kicking it. Yeah. In fact, when we got there, there was electronic music playing, and I was like, we're we're I have to speak with somebody. But then they quickly (laughs) changed that out. Um, I wasn't due to me. They just did they, they were... put you on the Karen cam. <laughs> so I need to speak with a manager. Dude, who's I was doing blow in the back I room was... next to the steaks. Oh my god, where was I with my brother? Oh, I was at the antique. I loved to go antique shopping. I was at Brass Armadillo, and they were playing doo wop, and I cannot. I mean, I hate electronic works, but doo wop is terrible. And I was like, looking at my brother, I was like, I'm going to, I'm just going to see if I can talk to someone. He's like, you can't ask them to change the music at the antique store. <laughs> they're trying Please. to, they're, they're trying to push a vibe yeah. in there. He's like, look around. We're the, we're the only people here under 60. They like doo What do you think it was going to be in there? Like East coast nineties country, gangster, like Cameron. And just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't think they were going to be playing outcast, but I thought <laughs> not that. Like okay. it was like lollipop, lollipop, oh, lolly, lolly. Isn't I can't that say. amazing? I that, heard I that think music. About that the entire Dirty the Dancing soundtrack. It's terrible. I had this weird thought. I want to see what you think. It's so weird you brought that up. But I think, I don't know. I was thinking about just how, as we evolve as people, obviously the music changes, but also like what they're talking about changes. Like when, uh, you know, they made Sitting by the Dock of the Bay. Yeah. Like that was entertainment at mm-hmm. that time like that was like oh this is what i'm doing now that then that would sound crazy then it was like in the 90s it was like all black music in the mid 90s was like you know hotel after the party is a hotel party and like come back to my hotel yeah but then i feel like black people started making more money so then it was like come back to the crib uh-huh. because it was like initially like yo make it out in the car because that's all you had and then it's mm. like you know then it's ele- so like as people make more money it's not crazy for a 24 year old woman to have her own place so uh, like why would we go back to the hotel mm. i got a place like people have places now where back in the day if you want to have a party you used to try and my high school parties we should try and get in the hotels because nobody had a crib that was open you know huh. but i feel like now more people have that you can get an airbnb That's which true. they try and prevent against but like yeah the idea of like the hotel party and like it was such an era where like even folks our age like I still love my mom yo you know what i'm saying like there was no mm. place to go i don't know it's just a random thought yeah well, um, yeah, I, I, this, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I love an after party. My favorite part of the night is the pregame. You usually host the after party. party. I do. Okay. I also always, I like to host the pregame. I like to have control over the alcohol that's setting me off into the night. And so like, that's I smart. really hate when I go to, like, I usually will bring a bottle of something, you know, I bring bottles here. Like I bring usually a bottle wherever I am because what I'm not trying to do is start my night off with fucking rum and diet coke or something <laughs> i really don't want to drink but that's all you have it's bad now, yeah and Cor- corinne i think uh this podcast is here to serve a greater purpose mm. and i feel like even people my age still don't know how to pre-party so without any prep yeah i want you to walk our listeners through how to perfectly execute a pre-party where you're jazzed up and keyed up to go 
but you're not out of the gates at yes. 7, 11, you know, PM and you still ain't even at the club yet and you're already way too drunk. So walk us through how to pace yourself. What do you have in your stomach? And then how, mm. what, what, walk us through that. Well, we're, we're, tell us what time you start. All right. So I, and okay. let me just give you this. We're going to the club at 11 PM. So that's, that's, that's late arrival. That's sir. A, when would you usually get there? Well, because everything here shuts out like 131, I like, I would like to be, I usually will have the pre-party at eight. Okay. We leave 9.50, 9.30. We go to the first spot. Then we go, like, if we're going to Mile High, we'll go to Lester Pearl. We'll do something before that. Okay. And we'll go straight to the club. Depends what kind of night you're having. If I'm going to the Grizzly Rose, which is a big country bar, we can just hit that up at 9.45, 10 o'clock, and we're good. Um, so the the art of the pregame is, first and foremost, you have to have all of the right things. So I, you know okay. this. I have enough alcohol. So it's alcohol. 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. I have enough alcohol for the apocalypse. By, <laughs> by the way, if the party is starting at 8 p.m., I'm ready, full face of makeup, good to go by seven. I start drinking by myself before people get there. Okay. I have to drink a lot to stay on the same level as everyone else. So it's just, you know, part of being me. Just mama's uh, drinking I, scotch in the mirror doing yeah, makeup. There we my, go. My best friend Matt and I call it a personality drink. Like I have to have a drink before the drink so that I can talk like a human during the pregame. I get you. And like, I don't want to be stressed about like, do people have their shoes on? Like whatever. Okay. The, so in order to host a good pre-party, you, uh, this seems obvious, but I can't tell you how many pre-parties I've been to. You have to have enough ice. So I start about three days before. I have the big whiskey cubes that I make, like in the trays. I put those in a Ziploc bag. Obviously, I already have an ice maker that makes ice, but I like, and I have an additional ice maker on my roof because God forbid, and you know, funny thing about me, I don't drink my drinks with ice, but I know that could ruin a party real fast. Okay. I also have all, like, I have both red solo cups and like nice, like plastic shorty glasses. Okay. Um, that are all throwaway, so that I'm shorty not or shot glasses. Shorty, like I actually also have the sh- I have ice shot glasses, like shot glasses made of ice, and then throwaway oh plastic shot glasses, but rocks glasses Game basically. Of yeah, I mean, I am also not a fan of when I get to someone's house and I want some wine and they're like, oh, I don't have any wine glasses. Why don't you have wine glasses? <laughs> I want to drink a martini out of martini glass. And by the way, if you come to my house and you want a martini, you will get the martini glass, not some plastic shit. I believe in drinking the correct, the glass has to go with the alcohol. So I have some basic glassware. I have a ton of ice. I also make sure to get all of lemon, lime, anything that I think someone's going to want to squeeze in their drink, because I know there are people that out there that might love a vodka club soda, but that shit that tastes terrible without lemon in it. It's not the same drink. No, I know that if I'm going to be serving blue moon, I got to have orange slices. So I'm good with all of the the fruits and stuff. And then the other thing is, like, I have a very large selection of alcohol. Like, you come over, I have ranch water, I have White Claws, I have every single alcohol under the sun, I have every mixer, I have Diet Coke, I have regular Coke, I have tonic with quinine and tonic without it. <laughs> I've got club soda, I have ginger beer, I have light ginger beer. Like, I have everything. Because I, I want people to, I think that the reward of not having to take the Uber and go to someone else's house and drink things I don't want to drink is that I'm agreeing to supply everything at the pregame. Now, when people get to the pregame, I start determining how, about approximately how long we're going to do this for. Because sometimes the pregame is really fun and everyone's like on one. Sometimes we're on my roof. I've got music playing, uh, especially in the summertime. And like, I kind of don't want to leave yet. But I do have some friends that are lightweights and I'm always like, okay, well, we need to get, we need to get 95 somewhere. pound Amanda, probably. <laughs> Although Amanda can hang in there, but she literally weighs 95 pounds. And so, yeah, I'm always aware of, and oh, oh, you'll like this. So this is, 
you know, this is not my finest quality. Maybe you'll think it is. I, I, I would like to date someone that does this, but I'm the only person in my friend group that does this. So I, because I had gone to the livestock show a few times before we go to this rodeo, I realized they don't search your bag. So I just filled an entire water bottle up with Mezcal because I was like, I could drink the shitty Pendleton whiskey they have here, or I'll just bring, I brought my own glassware. I brought my own Mezcal and I was just pouring myself drinks. Now, when I go to some bar, like normal bars that I go to often, I know what they've got and what I can work with. The Grizzly Rose happens to have a terrible selection. So mm. I usually try and hide a flask in my purse. Um, so I'm somebody that like has to know what kind of alcohol I'm dealing with, what kind of lines I'm dealing with and how drunk do I need to be when I get there? Like how sauced up do I have to be to, to tolerate this place? How crowded is it? You know, all of those things. Right. Um, yeah. So that's my lesson in pregame image. That's really. Do you it, have anything to add? It's so, you know, I think back to the mistakes I made coming up, not even so much on my end because, you know, full disclosure, uh, the reason I, I drank is because I was good at it mm -hmm. and I was fun. When mm -hmm. you're not fun, you get intervened yes. with earlier. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had an intervention yeah. with myself. Like I'm becoming people's mascot. Like when you get here, let's drink. I was like, dude, it's like, yeah, I didn't want, I'm not here to be like somebody dancing at halftime, you know, th th with the Shrek hat on. I'm like, I, I wanted to just drink and have fun, but it was out of control. So, you know, but my back, back in my days, you have to evaluate each one of your homeboys because dudes are, so interesting. You were just saying, Amanda, even though she's 95 pounds, she can hold it. Mm -hmm. I hung with dudes who play D1 football, two drinks, yeah. and they're ghost. So it's different for a, a dude because you're pre-gaming. Yeah, maybe you'd be at somebody's house, but usually you meet up at a bar close and then you guys would go. What my job was as I wouldn't even call myself the wrangler because sometimes I need to be wrangled. But I was really good at this. I kind of hovered and monitored conversations because sometimes mm. when people have too much you know they're just you know they're you can just walk past and feel like it's a tense conversation yes and it's like well oh. you don't need to be in here and then you go hey what's up guys y'all yeah, yeah, good yeah so i was kind of like i i turned into almost like uh like the mom that's making excuses for her alcoholic husband like oh, i sleep in the bathtub again it's <laughs> hilarious you know so i'm like that was my thing was just kind of trying to put out fires because especially the older I got, the more cognizant I was that one mistake. And it's yeah. like, it, so it could be real bad. It's funny because uh, I cannot tell you how many people tried to intervene on me this January when I was like, I'm going to try and do dry January. First, out the gates, like day one, my neighbor, who I'm very good friends with, was like, hey, come over, let's drink. I was like, I'm, gonna, I'm doing dry, Jan Jan dry January. And he's like, it's a terrible idea. I hate this for you. And then like two days later, one of my other friends, I, I was like, I'm trying to do dry. Do they send the chip or do I have to tell them? It's been three days. And <laughs> everyone universally was like, oh, that's so annoying. Why would you do that? Like you're our favorite person to drink with. I lasted four days total. There you go. And you know what I've seen for the first time? I'm glad you brought up dry January is now bars and, and even like Postmates would be like, negging you almost yeah. like they'll be like huh, dry january yeah right here's some here's a discount to tito's it's i'm like jesus christ postmates i'm trying to get to do some personal growth over here well i'll tell you um one of the things that really bothered me like i am very interested in like you you either are a bar that serves al alcohol or you are not like you you like though so they started opening these non-alcoholic bars and like i find that I don't know why I find that deeply offensive. If really? you want to go out and not drink alcohol, you can go to a regular bar 
and get a Shirley Temple or whatever you fucks drink. But like the idea <laughs> that you're going to have an establishment that I can't go to to get alcohol and they're going to still charge like $11, $12 a drink. And they're like, here's a pomegranate club soda with mint. Like, do you understand what the markup on that is? Oh my God, it's do disgusting. Do you understand what the markup I do. on that is? Because I got a sponsorship randomly from Free Spirit, which is an alcohol-free alcohol brand. That sounds like a naked skydiving company. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, they sent me their fake gin, their fake whiskey, and their fake tequila. Now, one of the smartest things I thought about their marketing, which is why I agreed to partner with them, is they weren't marketing to people who are trying to replace their glass of alcohol. They, I mean, they market to them too, but they're marketing to people like me who drink too much and you could cut it. So instead of pouring an entire glass of whiskey, half a glass of whiskey, half a glass of this free spirit. Something stuff. that tastes Here's like whiskey. the problem. They were sending it to me for free. That shit is like $60 a bottle and there's not any alcohol in it. How? Why? Wow. It's so crazy. And it also doesn't taste like alcohol. Unless they want to be a sponsor. Of just... course. Come yeah. at us. They were very sweet. I mean, I just yeah. was like, to me, like the price point on something without, isn't the thing we're paying for the amount of time it takes to distill the alcohol? But if maybe no they're telling us it, that that's not what we're paying for. We're paying not. to look like we are drinking this. Whether yeah. you're drinking or not is not important. It's all about appearance. Because if it was, you know, I got a, I was at the Nuggets game the other day and I had, a, I got a Coors Light Edge. You know, and what just, is that? It's just like not alcohol. It's like an Yeah, which I I probably have one every two years, and every time I have, <laughs> I'd have one, to I'm be like, really thirsty to go in on that. Yeah, you know, sometimes a a super ice cold taste of a beer yeah. is like it because I think that triggers memories of like summertime and chilling and like someplace good in your brain. So maybe that's it. But I never, if I never had one again, I wouldn't notice. Hmm. I don't ever really even ask for it at a bar. Uh, but I could see, and I, I have had non-alcoholic, uh, gin before I had it at a Super Bowl party. It wasn't bad. I just, like you said, it doesn't taste like gin to me. I don't know who it's for. I, right. You know, I mean, yeah, I process alcohol so fast that, uh, beer to me is non-alcoholic. Like I, somebody bought me, uh, when we were at the rodeo, uh, one of those like large Topo Chico things, uh, ranch water. That's right. it. Um, and it was just, I was just hydrating basically. It's, I never was a beer drinker because it just, it always it's felt just, like it's like a part-time job. It's so yeah, much. To drink. Yeah. You're like, dude, I, I can't do this right now. Yeah. Um, well changing gears a bit, I wanted to discuss, I don't know, this is a terrible transition, but I, I so around my birthday, that. also because it's the beginning of the year and like my insurance, like whatever. So I get like a bunch of things done. And so my derm, I know I've talked about her before, but she has zero bedside manner. She has like all one-star reviews. She's a really good dermatologist. I'm semi-obsessed with her though. But she's Frau Frobissina from Austin Powers. Like she, she looks like her first of all. She has that short haircut and she just has no time for your horseshit. She doesn't have time for it. And so what the funny thing is, is she like, she comes in and it's a bit awkward always at first. And she, she, she goes, how are you? And then I don't respond and she doesn't respond. And then she's like, what are we doing today? And so, um, I was there for like a mole check because survivor has ruined my skin. And mean? like, I do like for skin cancer Oh, geez. and they, they almost always find something that has to be biopsy and removed. But nevertheless, I say to her, I was like, look, I want you to. I want to take the, the background noise down on my body. Like, so ha whatever you can freeze off, like any 
mole, anything that you see, because not everything can be frozen off. And she's like, yeah, you have some things I could freeze. So she's like, there's stuff. So when you put sunblock on, on Survivor, or even in real life, you don't hit the edges of your hairline. And that's where all these moles oh. are because I wasn't protecting that. And I can't reach the back of me. And these assholes on Survivor, the producers don't let you go to the med box with another person because if at, by any chance you exchange conversation and they can't have that on camera because they can't have the med box on camera, um, then that's not usable material. So you have to go by yourself. So it's impossible to get the small of your back, the middle of your back. So I have all these like moles that have popped up because I was not able to get sunblock on there. And I had 55 days combined of direct sunlight in Africa and the Philippines. Do they make you sign away your yes. ability to sue for something like yes. that? Oh, and I had a special note from my dermatologist the second time around saying that I needed SPF 80 and they denied my request. And I tried to clear like sunblock, like the aerosol can, because maybe I could hit my back with it. Um, anyways, nevertheless, I have lots of skin issues. So I go in and I was like, I'd like you to freeze, you know, how does that work? What do I, what, what does it cost? Cause God knows this woman, I can walk out of there with a $3,000 bill and like, have no idea what happened. So she goes, well, it's only $75 for as much as you can stand. And I was like, I know you have numbing cream. You've used it on my lips for lip filler. Do you filler. think she's a sadist? She goes, we don't have time for that. I have time for it. <laughs> so she goes, that's the way it works. $75 as much as you can take. And I was like, I mean, are you, I'm are you over exaggerating how painful she goes? No, it's very painful and you won't be able to last that long. That's why it's only $75. And I was like, I'll take this challenge. I will, I will last. I have a very high pain threshold. Oh my God. Al, she goes in first, she does my back and it's very painful, but it's your back. And so like, I'm kind of, so they're, they're, they're freezing these moles, but the, it feels like a burning sensation and it, it lasts. It's not like a pinprick and it's over. It's, it's a constant pain for like the next hour. Then she gets to the side of my face and I am, tears are streaming down my face, but I will not say uncle. Like it's, I'm good. This is this happening. This is a weird dynamic in this room. <laughs> That's a weird dynamic happening in that room. Then she's That's like, weird. I have like a, a rash on my stomach, which I don't know if it's a rash or just sun damage, but like I've had it for like four years. And I'm like, you know, I work out really hard. I'd like to be able to wear shorter shirts. And I said, you keep giving me different steroid creams. Like, can you biopsy? Like, I, this is what I hate about germs. They're just, it's just a big guessing game. They have no idea what's really going on. Every rash looks the same. Do you think and most medicines like that where they're like, I don't know. A lot of it is. Yeah. But dermatology, that specifically is primarily that. And so she goes, all right, I'm going to biopsy. It's going to be a scrape, not a punch biopsy. So I don't think we we need any anesthetic. I was like, bitch, I am paying full price for all of this. Please anesthetize me. Why was she? I so don't know. She's just that way. She just doesn't have time. I think. She and does. I mean, I was I mean, I was absolutely crying. But I, I, I stuck it out. Does. I think there's something weird going on in there, which I don't know. I mean, what? What would have taken so much just for it to kick in? I don't know. Or I don't, I think for her, she knows that the, the mole removal is painful and she's not interested in spending a ton of time doing it because she doesn't make good money on that. So that's why she doesn't anesthetize. I think, I'm assuming. I can't imagine you couldn't do the same. I know what it is. There's a, a numbing cream. You know, I, I've had it used on me a million times. I know it exists. I can't see why you wouldn't be able to use it, but she doesn't use it. Well, this is uh, a woman that I need. First of all, she's missing her calling on OnlyFans. Yeah. Just a mean <laughs> dirt. Because she, yeah. somebody's into it. Because if somebody's into doctor play, which a lot more people than I thought would be into mm. that, because I don't see a exam room as being hot. 
But, you know, there's somebody that like wants a doctor that's like not doesn't have any bedside manner. Maybe they got but, had one as a kid and they're like, that turned me on. And now they're yeah, an adult. Like I have I, to pay for it. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Like I just, I had my dental cleaning before I came here and the hygienist is, you know, how are you? He's got all my notes in his file. He's like, oh, your dad is a dentist. And, you know, are like you travel for work. Where have you traveled recently? I'm like, shut it down, man. Shut it down. So I don't mind that she doesn't, she doesn't kiki with me. That's fine. But I would like the numbing cream. Well, you know. I, I I feel you. And uh, speaking of numbing cream, we got a lot of people that are in pain out there, Corinne. Mm. Uh, people that need your advice, my advice. So uh, I do want to get to a couple listener emails because yes, we so, are getting along in the tooth in the show. That's a <laughs> way can, to say it. You can reach out to us at my safe word is more advice at gmail.com. We are real humans. We read these on air, fresh as a daisy, and we give you mm -hmm. advice that may solve your problem or may make your problem worse. It just it's a luck of the draw, my friends. That's right now. I don't know if you remember last week we had Susie. Mm. And uh, this week, I'm excited. Uh, we're going to get to my man, Keith. He writes, he says, uh, hey, Corinne and Al, I'm Keith from Singapore. And I'm a long, proud, longtime member of Corinne's esteemed internet cult. Aww. Oh, I'm Look, part of I've that got, cult. I've got my tentacles in singapore i love that that sounds like a movie that uh it gets <laughs> found on your hard drive uh, <laughs> uh just wanted to start off by saying congrats to both of you on your new podcast thank you thank you i can't wait to listen to it it's out now on all streaming platforms uh i can't uh and he says and corinne i want you to know that i genuinely believe watching you on Sur survivor uh survivor gabon when i was like 12 years old was life-changing for mm. me Take that in. That's yeah. dope. Life changing. You changed somebody's life in Singapore, dog. Yeah. <laughs> I changed my own life in Gabon. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, because that was the first time I'd ever identified with somebody so strongly. Mm. Watching you validated my own general hatred of stupid people. <laughs> and it's been part of who I am to this day. So I thank you for that. Oh, I'm, I'm honored because I was surrounded by a lot of stupid people. Both seasons, actually. There we go. Yeah. All right. Well, he goes on to say, anyway, on to the situation at hand. Sorry if the email's long. I thought you might appreciate a little juicy context. We do. We, yes. like, we prefer that, actually. It's easier for me to give you advice if you give me all the context. And I just like they refer to it as juicy. Mm. All right. It's like an old black woman in the break room. Well, come <laughs> over here. I got some juicy. Tell you what happened this weekend. Uh -huh. All right. Now, to begin with, I'm a 23-year-old gay man with crippling daddy issues that have plagued me pretty much my entire life. I've learned to embrace them rather than be a victim of them and have accepted the fact that I will always want to be in a romantic relationship with a much older man, much as in all caps. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, it feels like that might be what the guy that picked me up at Mile High is saying, but go on. Yeah. And also, like, is it that bad? He's talking about like it's an autoimmune. I have resigned <laughs> myself. I understand. It's okay. That's what you're into, dog. Anyway, on my travels last year, I happened to meet a man from England off Grinder. So mm -hmm. you didn't happen to meet him. No, you, you, you made you an account. Yeah, you made an account and you sure. swiped. Uh, and God bless you. Uh, I I was feeling really depressed after a breakup and decided I wanted to rebound. Based on his profile, he seemed like a regular older guy, salt and pepper hair, six three. Corinne, mm. I know you'd appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, sign me up. Yes, and he says he loves it too. You guys really are kindred spirits, uh -huh. and uh, slimmer than what I usually like. Uh, the only two words in his bio were by divorced. And oh, he was also 54 years old, which is in bold. 
Jeez. <laughs> All right, it'd be okay. You do that if it's he is like okay, 154. So, okay. So you I have I have never met a 54-year-old white man that looks good. White men age like melted candles. Brad Pitt? Oh, I haven't met Brad Pitt. Funny enough, <laughs> Brad hasn't slid into my DMs. Um, but like even guys I knew that were hot by 54, and I'm saying exclusively white men. Black men, this is not a problem for. But white men cannot keep it together. So anyways, <laughs> all right. I am surprised to hear this. Go on. All right. He continues. After a little contemplation, I decided why the fuck not. So he comes to pick me up, drives me to his place, and everything's going fine. Until we walk into his home, and guess what's the first thing I see when I walk into his living room? Pictures of the kids? An entire cabinet filled with recent family portraits of him, <laughs> his ex-wife, dot, 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 and his two kids who just so happen to be my age. Now, that's in all oh. caps. That should be in all caps, not 54 years old. Yeah. Uh, we get to talking, and he tells me that his kids are in college and grad school and that he was close to them. The worst part is the more he talked about how much of a great dad he was. Ugh, the more the, hard you got? The more low key turned on <laughs> I got. I called that, okay. After, yes, after a little more I'm the talking, opposite, by the way. I have like, I had an ex, like one of my like very long-term exes when I was in New York who had, Jesus, he had five kids when we were together, different baby mamas, one kid I didn't even know about. And I never I had to hear about any of them. He was a de deadbeat dad. I loved it. I was like, this is great. There you go. I mean, it's... he paid whatever he was supposed to pay, but he never saw them. Every lid has a uh, <laughs> has a pot. Yeah. <laughs> I think I said that backwards. Who cares? Uh-huh. All right. Uh, okay. So that really turned him on. Uh, after a little more talking, uh, we proceeded to have the most incredible sex I've probably ever had in my life. Well, you're 23, and you're if you're playing in the sandbox with other 23-year-olds, it would stand to reason that they don't know what they're doing yet either. Good point. Um, Good although point. I wonder how long this guy was married for. I it's uh this just brings up something. I was hanging out with my ex who asked that I never say his name on the pod. I won't. Um, and I was saying to him, like how we're just friends now, and how when we first met, he was so outrageously gifted in the bedroom that I was like, Oh, this guy has probably been with so many women. Like, you can't get this good right. without a ton of practice. And he was like, That's really unfair. Like, perhaps I actually just care about pleasing the woman. Like, it doesn't mean. And he's like, you've hooked up with NBA players. They've seen a ton of girls and they're not good in bed. Like, those two things are not correlated. So anyways, I say all this to say that this this guy could be very good and talented just because he worked really hard at it. That was a great point. Thank you. That was a Go great on. point. <laughs> no, I'm saying he made a good point. <laughs> all, right. all right. So, I mean, all right. So my man starting to own it a little bit uh let's see where are we okay so uh, by the way the the only thing that bothered me about what he said is when you throw the word probably in there it takes a lot away like corinne you i saw you last night and wearing nothing but uh you know uh that robe and you're probably the hottest woman i've ever yeah, seen yeah it's a real it discounter just, it just uh -huh. it's not it's still a compliment but just a probably just like it smashes a well, little bit. Well, it's probably a compliment. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I'll leave out the raunchy details. Why? Uh, but I will say <laughs> that I remember distinctly all caps that at one point we did it on his dresser and right above it was pictures of his son at his college oh. graduation. Uh, I, <laughs> I, have, uh, I have no idea why, but after we finished, he pulls out his phone and starts showing me pictures 
of his family, his kids, and telling me about them. It was kind of nice. This is nice. a real mood killer. And he even says like that. It was kind of nice. Although this was literally like three hours into meeting each other for the first time. So I was a little shook. Anywho, this guy and I actually got along pretty well. And we met a couple times uh, more after that, uh, before I had to leave. He was uh, always very nice to me. And it never got weird or felt uncomfortable, despite the huge age difference. I definitely caught feelings, respect for being honest about that, for him at one point. And we very obviously liked each other. But he had just recently been divorced and has never been in a gay relationship and wasn't really ready for one. So I never really got anywhere. And duh, he was like obviously anxious at the idea of potentially telling his he and duh, he was obviously anxious oh, at the idea of potentially telling his kids uh that his new gay lover was their age. Oh okay. god. I can I can see. Oh, that. it's, it's rough. It's there's there's levels to this. Uh-huh. So we kind of left it at that and we've kept in touch ever since. I'm meeting him again next year. And uh, I guess you gotta plan not, stuff. I can't even make plans a week out next year. Is that on I, your calendar? This is the worst is like I have like I there there are some men in my life that like are like, oh, like, do you want to take a trip? You know, what are you doing? Like maybe March. And I'm like, I could have a boyfriend by March. By the way, I never have a boyfriend. It never <laughs> happens. But I'm always scared I'm going to make plans with somebody and then I'm going to meet this wonderful person. And then I'm going to have to be in this situation where I have to like cancel the non-refundable trip or go on the trip while I'm really I only have the bandwidth like one person at a time. Right. I the idea that you're making plans a year in advance year. really speaks to the idea that you do not plan on getting in. You're you're like the guy that sent me the hinge thing. You're just in your fun phase. He's in his fun phase, but I mean, fun phase doesn't plan a vacation a year out. Fun phase that's mm. not fun phase is like, hey, I'm in Singapore, get right. on a 24 hour layover. That's fun. Yeah, phase. fun phase is I'm gonna pay for your flight, come out this weekend. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, oh, so he's so, gonna see him again. So yeah. So okay. So he says. Uh, so I'm meeting up with him again next year, and I'm really conflicted. Uh, whether I should be thinking about wanting a relationship with this man. If I did get with him, I would be dating someone 31 years older than me and uh, kind of become a pseudo stepdad to his kids who are literally a year younger than me. He said if uh, he ever got comfortable enough, he might in introduce me to them. And then there's the crying emoji. Like, what would I even say to them? Hi, I could basically be your classmate, but I'm also banging your dad. Okay. All right. Well, this is a very peculiar. Okay. So there's a lot of red flags here. Just first of all, within three hours, he's talking about his kids. That was it. And me. then he's telling you if things go well, he's going to introduce you to them. Here's a fucking note. How about no? How about your kids are probably already having a difficult enough time with the divorce and maybe finding out that their father is bi. Maybe we keep this a secret for a minute. Maybe we don't right. roll this out from jump. I mean, yeah. the other thing is I feel like I maybe I'm so geographically stupid. I'm having trouble understanding. I don't care that much about the 30-year age difference. Like, if, if the guy is hot, the guy is hot. Right. Okay? What I care more about is how are you having a relationship with somebody you're seeing once a year from Singapore to England? And I'm looking up the distance now. <laughs> because so. I I have no – I don't even know – on a map, I, I don't I don't exactly know where the Dakotas are, all right? Like, so I can't be responsible for knowing anything in Europe. I wonder if there were people like you in the 1800s where you're like, we're headed west, and you're like, where at? I don't know. I, mean, I don't even know where the mountains are. Is west an area? I was, my brother was flying here, and his flight got canceled because it was southwest. And he's like, they wanted to route me through St. Louis. How crazy is that? And I was like, 
I don't know. They keep moving that. I don't know where St. Louis is. Like, I don't even know. I don't even know what state it's like. And my brother's like, all right, just forgot I said anything. Yeah. yeah. It's good yeah. when you just, when you get an answer once, he's like, well, I don't have to ask her anymore. So you'll never yeah. have to answer it. Yeah. All right. I'll have you take a guess at not the miles. That's impossible. Yeah. How, uh, how many hours is the flight from London to Singapore? I'm going to be real with you. I originally was going to say 45 minutes, but you said hours. <laughs> 45 <laughs> minutes. What do you think is a commuter train? I was assuming if he's <laughs> I think you're listening to everything guy. Elon Musk says is a reality. <laughs> we have bullet trains to go into the ocean. Shut up. Stop hating. Um, okay. It's more than four, so. 45 <laughs> minutes. My initial guess because I figured. You have to be at the airport two hours ahead for an international flight. <laughs> How could it be 40? I don't know. They locate these countries really close to each other sometimes. Al's really upset. I am in because. Okay. So it's more than that. Yeah, I'm, it is. I'm going to say two hours. Okay. It's 13 hours and oh 10 minutes. Oh my God. All right. What? Where, do you know where England is? Where Singapore I don't, is? I don't, Singapore, I have no idea. <laughs> Not a clue. I, got, I don't know what language they speak. I don't know anything. Yeah. I know this. My company, uh, I went to some meeting and I greenlit our products in Singapore and I had no idea what I was talking about. And now I really know. I, I mean, do they have a prince? Do they have... A president? Probably a prime minister. I don't know anything about Singapore. Yeah. Except that obviously they must speak good English. His his email is flawless. Is is there it's primary? Is, do they speak Sing Singaporeans? Sing Singapore. The only thing I know really about it, uh, my boy uh, Forrest Shaw was over there and he said it's so clean. It's like weird because they oh, don't they don't mess wait, around with I that. I know this. Like it's they, they, I know this one fact about Singapore. I'm pretty sure it's Singapore. They um you're not allowed to bring gum into the country. Right. Which is genius. Right. No Although gum. you got a bunch of halitosis walking around. But do you remember years ago? Wasn't that that uh, some American d spray painted something and they got caned? I do like you that. Remember that? I believe that should happen. In yes. The, in the whatever country you're in, they're like, look, if you mess up over here, you don't get in trouble in the U.S. You get a, in trouble yeah. over here. That's terrifying. Yeah. That's but like terrifying. Look, I travel internationally a lot, despite not knowing where anything is, and I very much know the rules of the places I'm going to. You, you need to. Mm -hmm. You should do that for even just the United. Like, don't forget, like the United States is very different as well. So, like, you can s smoke in Denver, you know, air quotes at your home or wherever you smoke. But like, if you land in Indiana with that, like, they're they don't they have different laws uh, than New Orleans. Then it's mm -hmm. like you don't know where you. Are. It's like you should be very careful where you are because you can get in a lot of trouble for something that might not be that bad wherever you're from. Well, anyways, so these two lovebirds yes. are doing a 13-hour long distance. This is wild. That is so much worse than the 30-year age gap. I do not, unless this person had a ton of money, maybe a private jet, like was moving me out there. I am never doing that. That's so many hours. You would never? I'm saying if they had a private jet, if there was a lot of money involved, there are ways I would, but I would not casually meet somebody on Grinder and then, well, I wouldn't be meeting someone on Grinder, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Somebody's got a really weird king. I'm into straight women. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay, so what's he? What's the future here? What's I, the rest of the email say? Honestly, here's because don't forget when you're 23, you still have options. The idea of you saying, "I do uh, the computer programming," I'm sure somebody in England needs a computer programmer, and next thing you know, yeah, because don't you meet a lot of people that say, "I moved here for somebody," and then they broke. You know, well, I think a lot of that's how people get places a lot of times. I moved out of LA because I had already dated everyone there. There you go. So opposite problem. The other way. Okay, yes. so what's the rest of the email? That, that's it. He just oh, said. He just. Said, he was just giving us this fun. He just, so he. I'll, so he I'll read the last. I'll me. read the last sentence. 
uh, obviously he ends it. Uh, what would I even say to him? Meaning their kids. Ah, Hi, right. I could basically be your classmate. I'm also banging your dad. So he says, uh, I wanted your guys' opinions and advice regarding my little situation and wanted to know if you've ever tried somebody dating someone much older or someone with kids. Thanks for reading my email and best of luck. Okay, on the podcast. so thank you. Um, and he ended with warmest regards. Oh, Are you a lawyer? Wishes. That's awesome. <laughs> um, I have dated lots of men with kids, but as I've previously stated, I am pretty steadfast in not meeting those kids. And like, I get there'd be a point at some point in the future where maybe I would if they were younger, but like, I'll kick that can down the road as long as humanly possible. In your right. case, forever. I don't think I would want to meet those kids. I feel like that's not a necessary thing. Also, I'm a little concerned that while he has daddy issues, maybe this guy has like the opposite of that. Like, are his kids estranged? But isn't it great? Well, he's got pictures of them up, okay, but maybe well, that's what you do to compensate. It kind of feels like overcompensation. Yeah. Uh, but here's um, here's my only issue with that. And it's like you said, on, on another level with the hear my kids, uh, as somebody that also has three children, you got to you got to be in the circle before you see what my kids look like, right? what yeah. their names are. Yeah, I'm sure somebody goes, I found your kids on the Internet. Yeah, of course. I've been in entertainment for 18 years, mm -hmm. whatever. But. To to a rando, I at least want to make it hard for them to find it. But it's like, here is my son, blah, blah, blah. This is what he looks like. And then we have an issue where because I find course, out they're crazy like, in, I don't, in exactly. two days. I don't know you well enough. And now you have the ability to find yeah. this my kid. Um, and then as far as long distance goes, I've done, I prefer long distance because I always have messy breakups. And the idea of seeing that person with someone else in my hometown, or like I've told them all the bars I go to and they start going to those bars. Like I hate it. I very much try and date out, out of state. Um, that being said, I have a lot of rules that go into that. Like if I'm dating you out of state casually, fine. If I'm just calling you when I'm in town, but if I'm trying to actually like get something off the ground, then I need to know that we're going to see each other X amount of times per month. You will be calling me a certain amount of times, you know, like I'm going to, it's, a, I need some sort of like feel connected ritual. And you also need a finish line. You need to be yeah. like in two years, you're moving back here in a year. Right. Hopefully I'll be in a position to move. If I'm not, then we'll make decisions then, but you have to, it can't be in perpetuity because the idea of just like, uh, putting United Airlines kids through, through school while you yeah. go back and forth. <laughs> right. It's just too much. Well, I have a, an interesting scenario that I'll pitch to you before we wrap it up today. Um, my college roommate and dear friend was, she was married to someone and that guy was cheating on her with her best friend. And she figured this out because she was like, the best friend was getting the same purses that she was getting, like these Chanel bags and this and that. And she was like, oh, I just, I love the stuff you get so much. Turns out her husband was buying them both the same gifts. Anyways, so what my point is she had a really gnarly first marriage. When she decided to get remarried, the guy that she was remarrying, it, he works and lives and cannot move out of Maryland. She works and lives in Miami, Florida and does not want to live in Maryland. So they have a long distance marriage and they are madly in love. And she thinks that's the secret to success. That like they are excited to see each other every time they see each other because they're not around each other all the time. Isn't that wild? That's and they're still together. It's probably been like seven years. And they're not long. planning to get back together. No, no, no. This is her new husband, who she has a long distance marriage with. Right, but I'm saying they're not planning to move oh, together at any point. No, 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 no plan. Nothing. Really? Correct. He just he goes down there every other weekend. She goes up there in the summer. She goes up there more often. In, in the winter, he comes down to Miami more often. They're just long distance. Is it an open marriage no really definitely not maybe i mean look like we said we were joking earlier 
But there's a lid for every pot or however that says that saying <laughs> it's goes. It's a pot for every lid. And what? I always say, and I'm a colander. Yeah, yes. <laughs> there is nothing for me. But I'm just like, out there in the back of the drawer. It makes sense. There's got to be people that are like, I love you, but I love you this weekend. And then can you go over there for a little while? It's pretty great like to have that Sounds much good. me time. She thinks it's like the most mentally stable situation. Like she highly advocates. Obviously, they don't have kids or anything. What is your, before we bring this plane for landing, because you always get me thinking about new questions. What is your ideal relationship? And it does not have to fit a mold at all. Doesn't have to be man in the house all the time. Could be a uh, man in the house four days a week. Nobody in the house. Could be man in the house three mm-hmm. days a week. Woman in the house three days a week. Ah. Whatever. What is your ideal lifestyle setup in a perfect world? Oh, that's very easy. Um, I would like to have a large cage built. The the six foot six gentleman that I'm married to goes in the cage. I He does not have a cell phone. He has no contact with the outside world. I am his only source of entertainment or connection. Every friend he has is one of my friends, which I can quickly nix if I don't want him in my group anymore. Um, and he's just, he's just there for me. I don't cook. I don't like to clean. Like I'd like him to do all those things. But he's in the cage. Yeah, the, 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 yeah, the cage, like, so (laughs) I was like really taking this seriously. So I I definitely, because somebody's into the scenario so far, you just have to make the logistics uh work. I know. I know. So like he can be cage free on like during the day and stuff. But like at night, if I want to go out with my friends, he has to go to the cage. I can't, I don't want, I don't want any threat of other people breaking us up. Or him shitting on the rook. Those are the same <laughs> hours that a puppy keeps. When I go out, I got to go in the cage. Yeah. So I, funny enough, I had been making this joke for many years. Like it wasn't a joke to me. Like I, I would ask, I mean, this is why this particular guy broke up with me. The only guy I've ever lived with. Um, I was very controlling and I believe you shouldn't add any contacts to your phone unless I have approved said contact. Oh my God. What are you, NASA? <laughs> so I, you would come home and then I'd be like, let me see your phone. So I would see like 1,191 contacts. I'm like, you added a contact. Who did you add? Yeah. And I think he got real tired of that shit. He was driving cross country and cause he, he lived in Miami. He was moving in with me. He was driving cross country. And when he got to Vegas, he had two girlfriends from college that lived in Vegas. He's like, I'm going to, um, I'm going to spend the night at their house to break up the trip. And I was like, the hell you fucking are. And so he's like, I don't understand. Like you want me to sleep in in the car? And I was like, I don't care, but you're not sleeping. So I made him like, I had, I had him verify that he was staying in his vehicle and wow. not. Yeah. And like that kind of stuff that wears on a guy. So I've tried to clean up my act with that, but I'm a very jealous person. And so anyways, I actually have a friend of mine sent me um, it, it is a bird cage. It's half, it's a cage chair and it represents <laughs> the cage that I'd like all men to get into. I, first of all, I'm sure that there are men that are living cage lifestyles already. You think? Uh, dominatrix. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, they got to like, stretch those hours hurt out. You. I just want you to only be dependent on me. That, you should have no contact with the outside world. The, like a JC Dugard situation. Uh, if I could have a tent city in my backyard that no one knows about. Yeah. There'd be a lot of people that are into that. I swear to you. There's a billion people. You don't think that there'd be a bunch of dudes that are like, I want to be a kept man that is used for almost sex only Mm. exploited because that look, every relationship is a power dynamic. Mm -hmm. That's just the one that they choose. You can have any opinion that you want about it, but some people want to be super dominant. Some people want to be submissive. Sometimes it's fluid, but in this situation, it's a fixed dominant sub relationship. You have it laid out. (laughs) Oh. But I don't, but like, I really don't, I like, I would not, I'm not into, I've done the like 
I'm going to say domestic abuse. That's not what I mean. Um, <laughs> you know, like the whips and stuff. And I don't really like that. I mean, I don't like hurting somebody else. I like, I just, I want all your attention and all of your time. Well, that's if that's you whip I mean. them, you'll have their attention. Yeah, like, no one's ever been whipped and been like, I don't care. Maybe I should look into shock collars. I don't need a cage if I'm monitoring that you can't leave the home. That's really all I want is you can, but also you cannot, you can't be hollering at anybody. Nothing. I don't want you to have a Facebook. Nothing. You sound I'm like your an only abusive thing. dude. That's like, what are you wearing? Lipstick to <laughs> yeah, the grocery you store? You're going to have, <laughs> what are you going to sleep with the cashier? Yeah. Is that why you're putting on a shirt? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, I'm, but again, there's a lot of people that are into that. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people that are into that. We're going to put this in Are the they universe. hot people or they're just. I believe so. Trolls that are into that. Well, look, if you're hot and you're tall and you live in one of the 15 states I cover for work and you're interested in getting in a cage. Yeah. Uh, come, come, come. My, my safe word is more advice at gmail.com. I was going to say, or Hit, better yet, holler. email my safe word. And send word a picture. Yeah. Not of your dick. Just yes, of your face. Especially because sometimes I open these emails. Right. And, uh, you know, you don't want to do that to me. Now, would it bother me? No, I don't care. But I just don't want to see that because it's like I probably have other stuff to do. So, like, I probably have yeah. a Zoom call with my manager right after that. I'll be like, why Why would you choose that angle? Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> dude, why would you shoot down? You go up. Right, like, right. Yeah, you want to do the symmetry. Well, on that note. I, I want to remind you all that we now have an Instagram and you will be able to see pictures that we're referencing um, about the podcast on the Instagram. It's just my safe word is more. Um, mm -hmm. That's the handle. And you'll be able to see pictures of my robbery. Yes. All the things we talk about, we're going to put on there. Yes. So just give us time. You know, we're two people with complex lives and jobs. Yeah. We're, and we're trying, we're trying to, to find a, a cage guy. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. So help us out. Email us. Uh, if you can't find a cage guy, that's all right. Do the second best thing which is just showing love by supporting, obviously, the show, which you already are by listening. Thank you, thank you, Rate thank you. Rate and review. Yes, five Only stars. good reviews. If you got something bad to say, turn the podcast off. Five stars. Asshole. Yes. Yeah. All right. It's I like, kid. We only have good reviews so far. Thank it, God. Exactly. Well, and, and with the uh, incentive like you just gave them, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that that's going to come to a screeching halt. <laughs> but if it doesn't, if you still like us and we know that you do, reach out to me at Al Jackson on Twitter, at Al Jackson 24-7 on TikTok. And you can find the lovely Corinne Kaplan where? At Corinne Sanity on Instagram and Twitter and at Corinne Kaplan on TikTok. Uh, guys, you know what time it is. My safe word is more. Puff of smoke. We out. Bye, guys.